What's up, guys? Welcome back to a special episode of the Next Gen Podcast. I'm your co-host, Andrew Christensen, and I said special because I'm joined alongside, as always, Brooks Huber. How are we doing, Brooks? We're doing good. We had a great week of football, week six, and I'm excited to talk about it and talk about our patients or panic, as well as booking with Brooks. The listeners we did, we that. did, but... In the next gen podcast, we start out big. So you need to give me a hot take to start here. Derek Henry will be in the Hall of Fame. And I, I will talk about that more later in the episode. You'll have to listen to hear it, my reasoning behind it. That's all I'm gonna give right now. And mine is that Jalen Hurts will not be the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles next year. That might surprise a lot of you, but we will discuss that later as well. So before we get to those topics, we are kicking this episode off with some patience or panic, aren't we, Brooks? Oh, yeah, big time. So let's get right to it, Brooks. You start us off. What are we, who are we panicking or patience on? The first one is actually a player. It's not going to be a team. And for the people who have not listened to this before, Basically, I give players or teams, and Andrew and I both say whether we are patient or panic on those guys. First one is Allen Robinson. He has not had a good season at all so far. He has not gotten very many targets. Where are you at with him? I'm sounding the panic alarm. And here's the thing. It's not based off skill. I think Allen Robinson is just as good as he is last year, but I think it has more to do with the Bears' offense. Uh, Their rookie quarterback from Ohio State is not looking great in the passing game. He has a lot of ways to go. So I'm not panicking on the player, Allen Robinson himself, talent-wise, but I'm panicking on him having a bad season this year. I'm going to agree with that as well. I like what you said about the talent being there, just the ball is not. Justin Fields, that offense, it's not revolved around Allen Robinson like it has been in previous years. They're just more of a run-first team with Justin Fields at at the helm. And I don't think the targets are going to be there. Right now, Darnell Mooney is his favorite wide receiver in the offense. And their run game has also been spectacular. So I just think Allen Robinson is that odd man out. And that hurts for me to say since I drafted Allen Robinson over Cooper Cup in fantasy. And that's the thing. Coming into the season, Allen Robinson was probably the safest wide receiver to to be a top 12 wide receiver as he was the past two years. And here's the thing. The thing is, is that Justin Fields is just not looking great right now. He's completed. I think when I watch the games, he completes like seven passes in a half. So I don't know how you can expect Allen Robinson to have good production when that's what you're getting from the quarterback. For sure. For sure. I think we nailed that. Let's now talk about the Panthers. They started off the season three and zero. Sam Darnold, we were like, hey, were we wrong about him? Was he not the problem in New York? But now the last three games has had us rethinking that as they have dropped three straight. They are three and three. Patience or panic here? Well, before I give you my answer, Brooks, is it a coincidence that they started out three and zero when CMC was playing and now they've lost all three cents? Not at all. He is that whole team, and that's what the offense revolves around. And I guess your job is a little bit easier if you're Sam Darnold, if you have the second best running back behind you. Yeah, and I think they didn't even execute very well against the Vikings, but I think if Christian McCaffrey was out on the field, they would have came away with that. So with that being said, I'm going to hit the panic button as well here just because I think the Panthers are going to struggle without Christian McCaffrey. Their defense looks a lot better than I thought. 
But in the end, they're just not getting it done on the offensive end. And talk about drop city, dude. They have had so many drops, haven't they? Yeah, for sure. Right now, I'm going to say patience. And that may surprise some people. But I'm looking at their schedule right now. And it's not that difficult coming up. And they do have Stefan Gilmore coming back soon. Maybe we'll get McCaffrey coming back soon. But their next three games, they play the Giants, Falcons, and Patriots. Those three are all winnable games. If they can win those, they're six and three heading in to Arizona. And that game, they will probably have Gilmore and Christian McCaffrey back. So while they're getting those key pieces back on both sides of the ball, I think they will be able to rebound. And I'm liking them as a seven seed this year, either them or the Vikings. Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. Um, the, the hard thing is, so if listeners don't know, they're in the NFC South. So they have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, if you pick them to win that division over the Bucks, you are on some type of some t- type of illegal substance. So <laughs> with that being said, I think the Panthers are going to get maybe eight wins, but I don't think that's going to be able to get them into the playoff picture this year. How many wins do you think it would take to get in the playoff picture this year? Well, we broke it down at the beginning of the season and just looking at some of these teams in the NFC, I'm thinking 10 and seven is going to be what you're going to have to get this year in order to get into the playoffs. And I just don't see the Panthers coming up with that many wins. I could see them maybe hitting that nine mark, but eight is more likely in my mind. Yeah, I like that a lot. The next one is Antonio Gibson. This is more for fantasy managers. They draft him in the second round to be that workhorse type guy, a guy who get 20 plus fantasy points week in, week out. And he has not been that guy so far. If you're a Gibson fantasy owner, are you staying patient or are you hitting the panic button and trying to train him as fast as you can? Yeah, he's one of those guys coming in that I was very high on. I thought that he could maybe have a breakout season this year. But in the end, I'm staying patient with him. And here's the thing. You're talking about fantasy managers. What could they do? They could obviously trade him. But his value, I'd say right now, is a lot lower than his talent has suggested. I think a lot of this backlash or a lot of his play has been lacking because of their offense Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick went down, which did affect their offense, and they haven't been able to move the ball as as well. So I believe in the talent. He is a little bit banged up right now, so that could play into it a little bit. But in the end, I think he's a guy you got to hold on just because of his value. I'm going to go opposite of you right now. His best rushing performance came in week one versus the Chargers, who we saw this week. They do not have a good run defense at all. And he his season high is 90 yards. And for a guy that you drafted in the second round where he gets those catches taken away by McKissick, that's just not encouraging at all. He has gotten under 50 yards, I believe, three times out of six games. And the other two times have not been that close. And he had that one 90-yard game. Yeah. So, so I, just, I, I just think you have, to, you have to trade him as fast as you can. How, but, but what are you getting for him? That's the thing right now. His value, I think is lower than you'd like. I mean, if you could get in exchange, you could get a guy, a solid wide receiver, like Debo or something like that, or even like name, name some people that you would trade, trade him for. I would trade him for Jamar Chase, I think. And you would have to see with that guy, of course. I think Henderson would be a good trade as well for both sides. Because obviously you're selling Henderson high, and you're buying Gibson low. Yep. You can meet in the middle right there. And then I guess I would do- from a tight end standpoint, 
I think he would go George Kittle. I, I firmly believe that because they were both underperforming. Wow. George Kittle, you might have to add a little bit more than George Kittle just because he's on IR right now. But those are some of my trade targets if you have Gibson. And this is only – you only probably trade him if you don't have running back yet, and obviously. That's, and that's the thing I want to touch on a little bit here too is running backs are so hard to come by. I think people forget that in draft season. So in exchange, you talk about trading a running back for a tight end. You better be pretty solid at running back if you're going to make that trade just because the value of running back, since it's so scarce, is definitely valuable. So in the end, we did a good job touching on that, I think. Uh, let, let's do one more here. The Los Angeles Chargers. They, they were on the other side of that big shootout in L.A. versus the Browns, but they got absolutely annihilated by the Ravens. Was that like a flu game? Are you staying patience or are you hitting the panic button on Jay Herbo and the Chargers? Oh man, I am not going to get, I'm going to get a lot of grief for this. And I've said it over and over. I think Herbert is a great quarterback. I just, there's something about him. And that last game proved to me again, that he has a little bit further to go before he can be called a star quarterback in this league. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he will get there. But in the end, it's games like that past one that just show that they have some weaknesses. So I am hitting the panic button. They are four and two, which wow. is not. I, I know. And that, four and two is nothing to hit panic on. But I'm saying it because right now teams are saying that they're legitimate contenders in the AFC. I don't see that. They could maybe sneak into the playoffs and compete in one game but I don't see them going any further than the first round of the playoffs if they make it there. I'll stay patient. However, I do think their run defense needs to improve because when I was doing game picks for this week, I saw that they could not stop the run. So, of course, I picked the Ravens. I hammered that Ravens pick. And so with that in mind, though, if they can stop the run, and I think Coach Daly is an amazing coach, probably will be up for Coach of the Year. So I love him. I love I him. I will say – I will stay patient just because I believe in him as a coach. And I do think they have a pretty nice roster. They're not going to win the AFC West, obviously. But yeah, and I'm, I'm going to stay patient. And here's the reason, again, I say panic because they are a 4-2 team and people are saying they might be a team that could come out of the AFC. They're that good. I don't think they're that good. I believe in their coach. I believe in their talent. Next year is going to be a different different story i think they could really compete next year but future's bright for that organization yeah let's now move on to booking it with brooks so if you guys are new to the podcast andrew gives me five takeaways that he has from this week and i tell him whether i agree with him or not by saying if i'm booking it which means i agree with what he's saying or if i'm not booking it which is me basically calling him crazy well, here's the thing. Last week, Brooks, I thought you did pretty well. You got a little heat from the listeners. Have you recovered from that? You know, I've gotten a lot of heat from just like DMs. So I think like the past like two years, I've gotten so many hate DMs where when I get heat for stuff like that, I don't even think twice about it. So it, it didn't phase me. I'm still going to put out these fire takes. And people thought, hey, AB is not wide receiver one. And then he balls out oh. again. So... Now, the Geno Smith game, did that hit? Obviously, no. But um, the Geno, yeah, poor Geno. He wanted it, but in the end, yeah. I was manifesting that one so hard. All right, we got, got going, it, though. So, yeah. Okay, well, well, we will roll into it. I'm going to give you some controversial takes. So, listeners, be 
be sure to shoot your shot at Brooks. But starting it off, are you booking it that Derrick Henry is the most dominant peer runner that we have seen in a decade? Absolutely. And now for the listeners that don't know, a decade is the past 10 years. So if you don't know that, just get good. But I'm going to say absolutely. Now you got to look at the best peer runners of the last decade. Obviously, Marshawn Lynch is in that category. LeGarrette Blount is in that category. Eddie Lacy was in that category before he... For a year. <laughs> yeah, before he found out what McDonald's was. So I think with all that in mind, I would say yes, because when you ask players who they do not want to tackle, Derrick Henry is the first guy that comes to mind. He can either run over you, you know, stiff arm you. He can do it all, and I think he's just one of the best pure runners, and I think we've been seeing that for the past three years now. I mean, he has three touchdown games in the past what, five weeks? Like we has like three, three touchdown games in the last five weeks. So I would say absolutely. And I do think he will be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done, if he can keep this up for two more years. All right. I'm going to give you a little shade because you didn't include my boy, Adrian Peterson. But in the end, we're moving on, Brooks. Are you booking well, it? That I, I meant like, I meant like tanks. Like it was like big boys. Obviously, Adrian Peterson was who's, something different. Who's him in front of Who's better, AP or Derrick Henry? AP, obviously. Obviously. Right. But right now, Derrick Henry's in his prime. So I guess it'll it'll have to be said when it's all done. Oh, I like right, that. All right. We can, we can run through these. Moving on. We got, are you booking it that the Seahawks are out of the playoff picture? Uh, not booking it quite yet, but Gino needs to win. If he plays the next three games, because we don't know when Russell Wilson's going to be back. He has to go at least 500 in the games he plays or else they have no shot. And I said that in my takeaways. Yeah, I agree. Gino doesn't look as great. I think Russell will be out a little longer than people think. So that could hurt him. He's trying to get back though. And, and that's what I'm I know. About. I know. And he, he's a guy that what he hasn't missed a game in a long time. So this is kind of shocking, but either way we're moving on. Are you booking it that the Raiders are a better team without John Gruden? We saw them come out and dominate this past game. Looked probably had their best game of the season. So are you booking it that they're better without Gruden? Uh, I will book that. However, the Raiders are still trash. And you can find me on that. But my biggest pet peeve with the Raiders, though, is I've been trashing on them for so long. Yet, I'm, I mean, this might be a little generous, but I think like 15% of my followers are Raiders fans for some reason. And when you divvy that up with other 31 NFL teams, that's way too much. And I don't like it at all because I get DMs from them all the time. So if you're a Raiders fan, just do yourself a favor and either not hit my DMs or comment or just unfollow because I could care less what your opinion is. Wow. Yeah, you're definitely going to get heat for that one. That's why I brought – whenever I bring up the Raiders, I cringe a little bit because I know that Brooks is going to get the heat. So, all right, Brooks, number four. Are the Cardinals – are you booking it that the Cardinals are guaranteed to finish as a top two seed in the NFC? No, 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 no. No, nope, that's pretty strong. Even, they, will, they won't even win their division. I have the Rams winning the division. And then you look at it, the Bucks. even if they do win the division, let's say the Cardinals somehow do, you got to fight with the Cowboys who have an easy schedule and fight with the Bucks who have an easy schedule and I guess the Packers as well. And I think the I think the Cardinals are playing at the top of their game right now, and they will collapse sooner rather than later. Because when you're playing as high as they are right now, you're bound to burn out. 
Yeah, definitely in a division with the Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers. They have a lot of tough matchups to come. All right, Brooks, this is the one I put in because I want to rant a little bit at the end, but I'll let you go first here. Are you booking it that Jalen Hurts is a top 12 quarterback? No. Okay. I love Jalen Hurts so much, and you guys all know that I was high on him out of the draft. On actually the first podcast episode, I said I loved him, but I hated the destination. And while I still don't think the destination is the best for him, he has just too many, too many holes in this game. Now, if you would have said fantasy quarterback, I would have said absolutely because he's a top seven fantasy quarterback. But if we're just talking regular, no, I could, I could think of probably 17 guys that would take over him. But great question. Yeah, so here, here's why I wanted to bring this up. So those of you that play fantasy, Jalen Hurts is putting out this here, right? He's doing well. His rushing ability alone makes him a top, you know, like you said, top seven quarterback. And he gets it done. But guess what? He gets it done in garbage time. You, If you watch the Eagles play, Jalen Hurts is incapable of throwing any good passes. He looks terrible out there, to be frank. He can well, I wouldn't his, be that harsh. No, he can use his legs, but the man cannot throw worth anything. I think he is – there's a reason that they were talked about rumors with Deshaun Watson because, again, the Eagles realize it. And soon enough, if you watch the game, you will realize it as well. I think Carson Wentz was a way better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. That's right. I just ranted, and I'm going to stick to that opinion because I think he's a terrible quarterback in general. He'll get it done on the fantasy end, but if you're in a dynasty league, trade him now because he will not have a job in two years. Yeah, I, I guess put that's... That, put that on the podcast. Or put now, that speaking on the podcast. of quarterbacks that, that have their future in jeopardy, we forgot to talk about Deshaun Watson. There are rumors heating up that there could be a trade in place as soon as next week for Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. Now, now, now no, are we referring to him as Deshaun Watson or what? Mr. Massage man. I think that's a better name. All right. Yeah. So there are, (laughs) there's rumors out now and these are kind of better rumors than in the past. I know we've seen so many of these rumors and we have a headache from it, but Mr. Massage man, there is a rumor going around that he could be on his way to Miami. However, though, Tua would not be going to Houston. So they would have to have a third team in this trade. Teams to look at are the Broncos and the football Wash. team. I think the football team is the best fit because they have an offensive line, Scary Terry and Gibson. So I think you could have a better chance to succeed over there. But what do you think about that? So my question for you is, because honestly, if you there was a poll done, and I believe it was like, 20% of Miami Dolphins fans would rather have Deshaun Watson over Tua. So the fans don't want it. There's a huge risk involved with it, right? Because even if he does get traded, who's to say he can even play this year? Like I could totally see him, the commissioner coming out, Roger Goodell, and and making him, you know, n- not be able to play this year. So I don't understand what is going on. Brooks, you need to shed some light onto this trade or these trade talks because I am absolutely confused and a little bit frustrated with the Dolphins organization over this. Well, I'm frustrated about them as well. They went from a top organization on up to now they're one in five. They, I, I guess, ever since Tua got drafted, there has been talks about him either being a bust or getting traded or replaced. There's been rumors that they should have drafted quarterback last year. They should have traded him for Watson. They shouldn't have taken him in the first place. All these rumors, I just feel bad for the guy. 
But if you're the Dolphins and you are trained for Sean Watson, you're feeling heat to win now, obviously, because he went 10-6 last year, first of all. You feel confident about the legal situation regarding Deshaun Watson. And you're More also than confident. confident. And you're also feeling confident that Tua is not the guy. But now if I'm a quarterback in the team, like the Broncos or football team, if they don't view Tua that highly, you can get him at a discount. You can get him for a second round pick. And yeah. if, I, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, I'm doing that right away. Because Tua has so much talent. He just needs to be in an organization that believes in him has a future for him and really looks at him as the future and doesn't look at him as a guy who could be replaced soon. And either way, even if they don't make this trades, like this stuff will have an impact on Tua, right? Because even, even the fact that they're willing to trade him is going to have an impact. He came back from injury last year and he had a top five QBR rating. Like he came out and played well. Um, Carson three last year. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's proved in the past that he's capable of doing it. I don't know why they're not giving him a chance. Why did they even draft him if they're going to do this to the poor guy? I feel bad for him. I don't understand these Deshaun Watson rumors. There's been so many rumors, though, surrounding him, how half of the people in the Dolphins didn't want him. They wanted they wanted Herbert like Brian Flores wanted Herbert. And I call BS on that, by the way. If you're going to take your guy. But and here's the here's the thing. Said done, though, he gets he gets so much hate for no reason, just because Herbert was drafted at pick before. So if he wasn't taking a pick before, people would be looking at him in a whole different light. And I really hope he turns it around. He goes to a team that deserves to have him because the Dolphins definitely don't. And I think Dolphins fans are a little caught off guard too, and think I that too. they did to it wrong. Yeah, I definitely it's going to leave a bad taste in a lot of Dolphins fans. Uh, mouth and and here's the thing too again Deshaun Watson like who even knows if he can play so I'm not understanding this either way we have to move on Brooks what are we talking about next I think I think we just ended off right there well here's okay we got it we started with a hot take we got to end here who's the best team NFC AFC go for it yep quickly Uh, right now I'm gonna go with Ooh, this is a tough one go biased or not Okay, um, ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with the Rams. I have been high on the Rams for the entire season. I've had them as either the one or two seed in the NFC for virtually since they got Stafford. And then for the AFC, I still think the Bills are at the top. And I think it was the right call to go for that in that situation. And I think that's going to win over the locker room um, a lot more. And I think Sean McDermott believes in his players. So I'm excited for that team. I'm excited for my boy Isaiah McKenzie. Almost got a kick return for a touchdown. That was a garbage hold, but it's what it is. Yeah, those are some good picks. NFC, I'm going with the Bucks. That defense is just too good. You pair it with Tom Brady. They're my favorite coming out this year. And then the AFC. I picked my Super Bowl champs at the beginning of the year were the Baltimore Ravens. I'm picking wow. the Baltimore. Yeah, and I and here's the thing. This was before all those injuries. So I, I said mm. after that, I'm like, I don't think it can take place. But I do think if they had Marcus Peters healthy, if they had their running backs healthy, I think they would have won the Super Bowl. Um, I have them as my best. Can, I yeah, and, and I'm gonna take credit if they do or not. So either either way, of course, of course, I got the I got the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC. Um, any final words, Brooks, before we end it? 
thank you guys for your support. And like we said on, I think last podcast episode, thank you guys for being more loyal than Urban Meyer is to his wife. So I'll leave you on that one. And have a great weekend, boys. Like, seriously, go win your fantasy matchups. I think I think that's where we can end it off. Uh, what a great way to end this amazing podcast episode. My name is Brooks Huber, signing off. And I'm Andrew. See you boys next week.